Welcome to the Social Minute, the podcast that looks at social network minute by minute. Today we're going to be covering minute number 112, which goes from an hour 51 to an hour 51.59 on the clock. And we start with Mark closing his flip phone and hanging up on Sean. Um, and, you know, that is one of the few things that apparently Mark Zuckerberg said was accurate. He said, yes, I had that phone, I dressed in those clothes. Um, so it's a nice bit of accuracy there. And I love the kind of cold way that he just just closes it just really emphasizes that he's hanging up on sean um and then mark sits alone and he finally opens the package Chekhov's package that was delivered earlier and we find out he has got the cards that sean suggested that he gets which say i am ceo bitch um and then we have uh, the faint whisperings of mark and uh, marilyn is in the office and she asks what happened to sean and um you know this is where Mark admits he kept his 7%. So, you know, Sean Parker did okay out of this deal. Um, you know, he might not have had to even go into the office and he got 7% of Facebook. Um, and this is where Marilyn tells us that, you know, when she's thinking about, um, you know, uh, emotional testimony, she thinks that, you know, 85% of it is exaggeration. And Mark asks the other 15% and we'll find out what that other 15% is tomorrow. Um, joining me to talk about today is Megan Tripp. Hello, Megan. Hello. Um, yeah, so we, we, you know, we definitively get the end of uh, Sean Parker in this film and Mark just callously closes his flip phone. I miss that. Um, I miss being able to <laughs> snap a phone shut to end a conversation. Just like, I am done with this conversation. It's not satisfying <laughs> to end phone calls anymore. You have to, like, find the button and sometimes the screen won't light up in time. And so you're just fumbling around like an idiot. I hate it. <laughs> Yeah, it's just it's just not quite as you know tactile. No. Is it to, and, and the fun, I mean, obviously, it makes no difference to the person at the no. other end that you close the phone because they can't hear it. But it just felt a bit more satisfying to be able to um, to close. I I'm saying that in my entire time of, of owning mobile phones, I only ever owned one phone that was a flip phone by any description, and it wasn't really a flip phone as de- depicted here. It was a, an Ericsson, I think, T twenty eight. Um, and it had like a little thing where at the side you press a button and the, the kind of speaker kind of flipped out. Um, it was like half a flip phone. It wasn't like the whole body of the phone was a flip. Ah. Um, and that was really fun to answer. And then you could also set it so that when you closed it back up, it would end phone calls. Yeah. Um, but it was also possible to close it back up and not have it end the phone call. And you could talk like that. Oh. Uh, it also had a gigantic stubby area. Mm-hmm. Um, which is, you know, I don't, I don't miss those from phones because those were the things that would get caught and stuff. And uh, the first, the first mobile phone I had, I, I actually had like three replacement areas because <laughs> they were so prone to getting caught and stuff. And it was easier for me to just take the aerial out and put it because it was just like a little kind of thing that plugged mm-hmm. in and put it in my pocket. And then when I answered it, quickly put the aerial back in uh, to answer the phone because that way it didn't get caught on anything. Um, it- but yeah, yeah, so it's nice to see the kind of the I, as well, like I, you know, there's not there's not a huge amount of stuff that kind of calls attention to the fact that this film is set kind of in the early two thousands, um, you know, a, apart from little details like that, like the fact that they have a flip phone, um, you know, this this is set like about three years before the iPhone even came mm-hmm. out. Um, it's also kind of impressive because when they talk about how much time people spend on Facebook. Um, that means they're sitting at computers spending like hours at a time on Facebook. Yeah. Um, 
So that is that's kind of quite remarkable. I'm I'm almost certain like the kind of retention on how much time people spend on Facebook these days is probably even higher than it was back then. Oh yeah. Um, but you know when you had to kind of make the effort to go to your computer lab or to the library or you know actually because obviously this was when it was only available for students. Um, by the time it got to the first million, so I don't know how many other students had computers in their um, in their own kind of like dorms and stuff. But still, it's it's the effort of like you know, going back to a computer, sitting in front of the computer. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think it might be one of the reasons why Eduardo never bothered to change his status on Facebook because I didn't, I never saw Eduardo sitting in front of a computer in this entire film. <laughs> that's true. Um, so, <laughs> so, so that's, that's how kind of technologically uh, dumb Eduardo was. He couldn't even sit in front of a computer um, apart from when Face Mash was doing the whole left, right mm-hmm. thing. Um, so yeah, it's nice to see a little kind of flip phone. And like I said, that was one of the few things that when Mark Zuckerberg was asked about this film, he was like, "Yes, I had a flip phone, and also I wore those clothes." Like those were the kind of things that it got right about the film. He said everything else was not right. <laughs> so, so you know, even though there is evidence that they did break a chimney um, uh, at a at a house that they stayed at, uh, but he kind of claimed that everything else was false. Um, you know, although there is kind of footage of Mark Zuckerberg from around that time, um, kind of uh, hosting barbecues in his his back garden at um, you know some of the houses that they rented. Um, so he, you know, he was shown to be a slightly more outgoing person than the Mark Zuckerberg that's portrayed in this film. Yeah. Um, and then we get to, uh, I guess it's kind of a double payoff. Uh, because obviously, you know, when Sean was at the club, he he said to Mark, he said, you know, that's the, he said that what he wanted for Mark was for him to have business cards that said, I'm CEO, bitch. Right. And, you know, and then before Sean went off to the party, um, or should I say the after party, because obviously the real party didn't feature drugs, um, you know, lots of underage drinking. Yeah. Um, before he left, obviously, these packages were dropped off by Ashley um, on the desk. And, you know, obviously, Mark kind of didn't open them. He just put them to one side. And so here he opens them and it pays off both of those things. You know, finally, we find out what's in there. And, uh, you know, he did indeed, this is true, have a business card that said, I'm CEO, bitch. <laughs> that was something that Mark Zuckerberg actually did. I can see a 20-something finding that hilarious. So that makes sense. Yeah, but he also he also had business cards that just said, Mark Zuckerberg C. I'm sure those so, are the ones he like would use in normal situations. The one without the word bitch on yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Well, there were certain circumstances where he would give out the I'm CEO bitch card as like, you know, kind of like a, a thing to show how in charge he was. But generally when they went into like investment right, and right. stuff, it would just be the normal business card that he would give out. Um, yeah. So I don't, I, I don't know if it's like, the fact, because of course, Ashley didn't just put one box on his desk; she put two boxes on his desk. So I don't know if one is just the "I'm CEO bitch" box, and the other one is the normal ones, because they never show right. you. But I feel like the implication is he has these two boxes, and maybe that's that's what's in the other box. But we never see, of course. Yeah. Um, and and when um, Jesse Eisenberg's looking at it, you know, it was such like a, a funny thing, and he was like so enraptured with um, the character Sean. Uh, and now he's looking at it and he's like, okay, this is dumb. Like, I don't think this is funny anymore. <laughs> uh, I just got off the phone with uh, Sean and he's not taking responsibility and he's being a liability for the whole company. And I actually think this is like, I'm going to have to grow up some. <laughs> I, I like as well that he kind of looks at it. And it's almost like in his head, you can hear him going, I spent $400 (laughs) on a thousand of the, like, this is before Vistaprint probably, right? (laughs) 
Yeah, no, they are well, and looking at the cardstock, it's a nice looking yeah. cardstock as well. So that's probably going to have been quite expensive. It's a chunk of change. You know, it's only a few years after the uh, the memorable business card scene in American Psycho, where they're kind of talking about the different ways that you can, um, you know, have your business cards done. And those don't look like cheap business cards. You know, <laughs> someone's. Uh, all I would say, as somebody ha- who has previously worked in graphic design, is generally when you send someone a package. Um, it is customary for you to take one of whatever you've printed, right. if it's something like business mm-hmm. cards, and put it on the front. you normally stick it to the top yeah. so that people know what's in the box. Yeah. So that's so I, the, the fact that there's not one kind of stuck yeah. on the outside just feels a little bit like obviously you know it's it's so that we we get the setup right, <laughs> more uh, cinematic, yeah, less so. realistic. Yeah, you know that was just my only nitpick with it. You know, from a professional, from 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 a graphic designer's point of view, I wouldn't generally send someone a box of something printed without, without putting, putting something on it. Uh, uh, yeah, an example on the top, just so that people know what it is. Particularly when it comes to business cards, because normally you're never printing one run of business cards. You're printing 20, 30 different names at a time. Right. So you'll you'll make we'll make sure that each box has got its own little kind of marker, so people know what it is. Or you send it in a clear package so that people can, you know, there's like these little plastic boxes you can get that are clear, so you can. They normally will have like a little kind of circle in, so you can push them. You know, this is the stuff for business cards. <laughs> it just feels weird that he's he's got them in a long box and there's tons and tons of them. Um, but yeah, it does look like the, the kind of the regret is on his yeah. face of like, I'm going to have to be handing these out for the next six years. Um, you know, to, Like maybe <laughs> to I got a little bit suckered in by this Sean character. This is <laughs> just one example of how, uh, I don't know, like hubris, I guess. Like how much I've been taken in by this guy who's kind of an idiot. <laughs> Somebody who basically only seems to think a couple of days ahead. Yeah. Um, you know, he turned up at Mark's door in Palo Alto, basically homeless. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> and and he only took him to the club, I suspect, so that he could find somewhere to stay. Uh, so, you know, the fact that he then said to Mark, this is what I want you to do. Print off these business cards that you literally can never give to anybody <laughs> because it will make you look like a petulant weirdo. Um, and then he kind of got swept up in yeah. that. Um, so yeah but I do love it as just this kind of counterpoint um, you know and the kind of music that plays under the scene is uh, is a piece called The Gentle Hum of Anxiety um, oh that's think, a great name because that's what it yeah. is <laughs> yeah <laughs> I and definitely I think, feel anxious listening to it <laughs> <laughs> and yeah and it re- and also it really kind of it is kind of the final punchline of like Oh yeah, this is this was something that happened while they were at a club. They were drinking. There were Victoria's Secrets models kind of popping by every now and again. They were doing mm-hmm. shots. Like they were very excited. And obviously, Mark was very excited to show this to Sean. And then now the whole thing is kind of. Um, it's a bit like the kind of come down after a party, and he's kind of like regretting the fact that you know he's done those twenty Jägermeisters, and is now yeah. vomiting up like purple whatever you know like he's sitting here with this <laughs> this business card in his hand being like i should have thought more about this before i ordered these right um, but i do love that this is kind of like the payoff to something that was set up like half an hour ago you know like if you were paying attention this is like a, a nice little kind of payoff to that um you know and also it, it is just kind of like a funny moment like there's a moment of reflection in the film but it is kind of funny that you know mark has had been taken in that much by Sean that he went to the trouble yeah. of ordering, like kind of you know doing the thing you know like uh, I don't know if you ever did this when you were very very young but uh, you know there used to be kind of um, machines you could go to that would print out like you know ten business cards um, you know and you could kind of like design yourself a business card using kind of very rudimentary kind of like clip art and uh, you know over here they would cost like I don't know like a pound for ten or something. 
Um, and it was always kind of fun just to give yourself like a silly title and all that kind of thing. And it, this feels like Mark should have done that. He should have gone to one of those machines <laughs> where you could print out some vanity business cards for like, you know, a dollar instead of ordering thousands that have the word bitch on them. Um, or, you know, just uh, print it off your computer. It wouldn't look fancy, but <laughs> for yeah. a joke, why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. get some proper business cards done and just print one off that has I'm CEO bitch and just <laughs> glue it over the top one so you can pretend that you ordered thousands of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. I and think I, it also shows like how well they're doing and how much money he has that like throwing around money for a stupid joke feels like a good use of money. <laughs> Yeah, well, they've got a million members, so right. you know, wh- wh- and they've got when else? a bunch of venture capitalists backing them. So, well, this is it. You know, if you're going to spend venture capitalist money on something, you may as well spend it on a business card you can no longer give to people. <laughs> Feels like a good idea. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, and then of course we hear, um, you know, one final. T- I mean, that is basically the end of us in the the you know Facebook headquarters. That's the end of the flashbacks. Um, from this point on in the film, we are then back in the present. Uh, which again is not really the present it's like 2006 um, as Marilyn calls out Mark's name and uh, you know this is probably one of the few times where this kind of happens where um, you know the music is kind of overwhelming her saying the word Mark so it sounds kind of echoey and and then all of a sudden like it kind of clears up um, and then all of you know then he's back in the present um, you know in his his slightly too big shirt just sitting at that desk with the computer in front of him um, and obviously you know everybody else is kind of gone um and this is where kind of marilyn you know kind of pays things off for us and says you know what happened to sean um and of course he says you know he still owns seven percent of the company um and then this is when we get like a, a weird kind of turn um you know where uh you know he like Basically, he kind of he kind of says, um, you know, all all you had all day was a salad. Do you want to get something to eat? And of course, like it's it's weird because you know this feels like one of those times where Mark Zuckerberg is pivoting to a different topic of conversation to avoid the topic. Um, something obviously he's done throughout the entire film, right back to the opening scene where he's you know having four or five different conversations, and you know Erica is. Yeah, and Erica is not catching up with any of them. So the fact that he kind of changes the subject here, but he does it kind of. It's weird because he doesn't do it quickly. He kind of does it a bit slowly. And he's like, you know, do you want to get something to eat? Um, And this is where it, it, I mean, it it almost feels like it's meant to be, maybe you can misread it as him like trying to ask Marilyn out. Um, And then she, of course, says, you know, I can't. And then this is when Mark kind of changes the subject again and says, I'm not a bad guy. Although, again, you could kind of read that as him trying to justify her coming out with him. Um, and of course she says, I know that, you know, like when there's emotional testimony, I assume 85% of it is exaggeration. Um, and of course then Mark asks, what's the other 15%? And we won't find out until tomorrow. Um, but I, I kind of, I kind of like the moment between the two of them, because obviously, you know, at the start she was sitting in the background and gradually as the film's gone on, she's kind of been more and more of kind of like a legal guide to him. And then, you know, this is where we finish the film is with him, you know, kind of being told by her you know what's been going on you know he he thinks he's in control of these depositions and and what and what's happening and how they're going to end and you know we find out from her that actually you know over the next couple of days we'll find out what he thinks has been going on is not what's been happening in these depositions yeah i think he's more likely to listen to her than the 
older legal counsel because I think he he sees kind of all of these people in authority is like kind of selling bullshit and she seems to be like shooting straight and being honest and um you know we've seen him ha- kind of had contempt he like both wants like approval from the old guard and has contempt for the old guard it's strange he's like pushing people away before they can push him away i suppose but it seems like she because she's um just sitting in and is not actually like representing him he's he's able to kind of like listen to her in a way he's not able to listen to sai yeah i th- i think it's i think it's interesting as well because obviously um you know we'll find this out as the kind of the the minutes go on but you know she's already explained that she's like you know just like a, a second year associate and so she's obviously not like fully qualified so it does feel almost like mark feels that he can kind of play her a little bit and be like you know i'm the person who's in control these are my lawsuits and but she obviously is not going to fall for that you know she's one of the few people in this film um you know who's not going to kind of play along with what he's kind of doing and is basically going to say <laughs> exactly what she thinks is going to happen um and obviously she you know as we get into these minutes she turns out to be correct and obviously you know this this idea that mark is th- i mean you know nowhere in this deposition is mark going to be able to convince people he's not a bad guy like the whole point is he's defending himself in both of these depositions against people who are accusing him of stuff. You know, he's automatically on the defensive. He's automatically going to be painted as the bad guy. So it's kind of interesting that he feels the need to say it here and say, you know, I'm not a bad guy. Um, and then, of course, Marilyn says, I know that. You know, like, she's she's heard all the testimony from both, like, depositions. She knows he's not a bad guy. But at the same time, we'll find out tomorrow, <laughs> um, you know, that 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 isn't really going to make a difference. Like, that's the point of these depositions is not whether or not Mark Zuckerberg is a bad guy. It's it's completely, you know, it's whether or not he stole an idea in one suit and whether or not he, um, you know, screwed his friend out of a company. <laughs> like, those are, the right. two, those are the two things. And in no, neither of those things is he going to be able to get himself on the record as a good guy. Um, you know, although I do find it interesting that he says I'm not a bad guy instead of saying I'm a good guy, uh, but obviously that's just implied in the fact that he's saying I'm not a bad guy. Um, you know, and also the fact that he just lets us know Sean still owns seven percent. Like th- that was it. Like you know, he nothing really happened. You know, he got caught. You know, he he kind of posted bond, and then that's it. He he kept the seven percent and he basically walked away <laughs> from Facebook and. You know, that he didn't really kind of, you know, he's he's done some other stuff since then. But like in terms of Facebook, it's like th- there's no like there hasn't been any further involvement from Sean Parker. Um, yeah. Eduardo wasn't lying when he said his biggest contribution was drop the the. Yeah. <laughs> I think there is something more on the defensive and vulnerable about trying to get someone to say the words you're not a bad guy by setting them up with I'm not a bad guy, you know, than there is in saying, you know, in the affirmative, I am a good guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess, yeah. He does seem to be fishing a little bit by that comment. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as we go on, we'll we'll kind of find out, you know, more and more about the, the kind of the legal side of it. You know, Mark has, up until this point, you know, we've always, we've seen Mark in these depositions. You know, there's been a few kind of things where he's 
you know, the exchange with him and Eduardo where they're both like going oops. The sarcasm at, at kind of the other lawyers and the whole thing about if you'd invented Facebook, you'd have invented Facebook. Like all of mm. these things where Mark Zuckerberg seems like the cleverest person who doesn't have the time of day for anybody else because they aren't on his level. Um, and then over the next couple of minutes, we'll find out that Marilyn is like, that doesn't matter. Not <laughs> being the cleverest person in the room and being smarter than all these lawyers and being smarter than, you know, the Winklevi and being smarter <laughs> than Eduardo. None of that will matter, you know, when it comes down to getting this in front of a jury. Um, but, you know, we shall save that for the next minute. And the question for Tuesday is, when did you join Facebook? Um, I want to say 2006, seven. I think I joined with an account. Maybe I joined with the account email account I have now. I know for certain I didn't join with a, um, what do you call it? A university account. I know when I first tried to sign up, I couldn't because yeah. I didn't have a university account. Um, and then, I don't know, I think it was a couple of years later when I was able to, to join. So I, I, I think I was like a senior in high school, maybe. When I joined Facebook? Yeah. It was made available to the public in like September 2007, I want to say. Okay. So yeah, it was right around when it was made available to the public was when I went on. Yeah. Okay. Well, then uh, let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug? Um, yeah. I do Not Another Bad Movie podcast uh, where the second Saturday of every month I put out a podcast where I talk about a movie that was on TV so Hallmark or Lifetime or something like that and I get uh, an internet friend uh, some people who have been on this show like Sarah F. Decker and Ollie Brady uh, they'll talk to me about a movie so you can find that the usual places you find podcasts or at the website, notanotherbadmoviepodcast.libsyn.com. And you can find us on MySpace at myspace.com slash the social minute, or on Twitter at social underscore minutes, or on Facebook at social minute podcast. Thanks for being my guest here today, Megan. Thank you. And I'll see you tomorrow.